0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Candidates Podcast. I'm Noor.
1: And I'm Carlin.
0: And today we wanted to branch off of our last episode, which focused on healthcare policies and discuss the policies and beliefs of Donald Trump and Joe Biden in response to reproductive rights.
1: So first off, what exactly do we mean by reproductive rights? Well, these are the rights of individuals to access abortion, birth control, and other contraceptives, as well as sex ed in public schools. When talking about Trump, this is actually a very peculiar situation.
0: Yeah, for sure. So in 1999, Trump said...
1: Very pro-choice. I hate the concept of abortion. I hate it. I hate everything it stands for. I cringe when I listen to people debating the subject. But you still, I just believe in choice. And again, it may be a little bit of a New York background because there is some different attitude in different parts of the country. And, you know, I was raised in New York and grew up and work and everything else in New York City. But I am strongly for choice, and yet I hate the concept of abortion. But you would not ban it? No. Or ban partial birth abortion? No, I would, I would, I am, I am pro-choice in every respect.
0: Pretty straightforward, right? Interestingly enough, though, Trump's stance shifted in 2011, supposedly because his friend's wife had a baby that friends didn't want. But once the baby was born, he realized it was the best thing that happened to him. This interesting and somewhat random tale would explain why, since running for president in 2016, Trump has been very much pro-life and anti-abortion. Let's take a look.
1: So recently, Trump has made his opposition to reproductive health care very clear. As president, Trump issued a gag rule forcing Planned Parenthood out of Title X, which is the program focused on affordable birth control and reproductive care, and also prohibited telling patients how they can safely access abortion, all while calling for a nationwide abortion ban.
0: Yes, and not only that, but he also appointed a cohort of anti-reproductive health officials, such as Matthew Bowman, Roger Servino, and Scott Lloyd, who has referred to contraception as abortion, and his administration has been involved in censoring government websites and trying to dismantle the ACA's birth control mandate. Trump has also signed an executive order encouraging healthcare providers to deny healthcare based on personal beliefs. Besides, abortion, contraception, and sexual health resources have also been opposed-compromised by the Trump administration the teen pregnancy prevention program is being cut and sex ed is being replaced by abstinence-only curriculums. Title IX protections for survivors of sexual assault and harassment at U.S. schools have also been rolled back during Trump's presidency.
1: So as we mentioned in the last episode, Trump's 2021 budget wants to prevent federal funding, including Title X and Medicaid, from being used for abortions. However, in response to Alabama's extreme abortion ban, Trump said that he is pro-life, with the exceptions of rape, incest, and protecting the mother's life.
0: So it's also interesting to note that in the past, it was never explicitly part of Republicanism to be against abortion. Republican activists established Planned Parenthood, female Republicans legalized contraception, President Nixon created Title X. However, the Republican platform adopted a pro-life stance over the course of the late 70s to the 90s, as evidenced in a move this past January, in which 200 Republicans in Congress asked the Supreme Court to consider overturning Roe v. Wade, which is the landmark decision that legalized abortion in the United States.
1: For sure. The correlation between Republicans and pride in a pro-life agenda is certainly evident from one of Trump's 2018 tweets that says, For the first time since Roe v. Wade, America has a pro-life president, a pro-life vice president, a pro-life House of Representatives, and 25 pro-life Republican state capitals.
0: And now we will move on to our Democratic nominee, Joe Biden. So Biden has an equally complex and evolving history with his stance on reproductive rights. In 1973, Biden said the Supreme Court had gone too far with the Roe v. Wade ruling, and a year later made the statement that, when it comes to issues like abortion, amnesty, and acid, I'm about as liberal as your grandmother.
1: Yes, despite his presence in the Democratic Party, Biden definitely has a history of complying and compromising with the Republican and pro-life agendas. As vice president, he actively worked to undermine reproductive rights by cutting mandated coverage for contraception. In the past, Biden has also supported the Hyde Amendment, which prohibits funding for abortion under programs like Medicaid, and a legislative rider that prohibits the use of federal insurance programs to pay for abortions, which therefore makes abortion inaccessible to low-income women. He actually stood by his support for these policies as recently as June 2019.
0: Biden apparently underwent a shift in opinion within the past year, though, as he said he could no longer support a law that made abortion rights quote, dependent on someone's zip code, after an outcry occurred over his previous stance. This seems to be a reiteration of this 2012 statement. With regard
1: to abortion, I accept my church's position on abortion as a what we call de fide doctrine. Life begins at conception, that's the church's judgment, I accept it in my personal life. But I refuse to impose it on equally devout Christians and Muslims and Jews, and uh, I just refuse to impose that on others, unlike my friend here, the, the congressman. Uh, I, uh, I do not believe that um, uh, that we have a right to tell other people that women, they, they can't control their body. It's a decision between them and their doctor. In my view, in the Supreme Court, I'm not going to interfere with that. Biden has also stated that he wishes to codify or solidify Roe v. Wade into federal law and eliminate the Title X gag rule. In terms of maternal mortality, which is the death of a pregnant woman resulting from pregnancy complications, Biden aims to tackle this crisis in the Black community, specifically, as Black women in particular are often not told about their potential pregnancy complications.
0: Finally, as early as 2007, Biden has supported comprehensive and age-appropriate sex education at schools, including science-based prevention methods.
1: So there you have it. Well, if I can say one thing about both candidates' stances on reproductive rights it's that they sure know how to change their minds.
0: You're right about that. Well, I hope here at candidates were able to help you learn a little bit more about the two candidates.
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend or two to listen as well. And of course, make sure you tune in for our immigration episode, which is coming soon.
0: Stay healthy and safe out there. Until next time, we are candidates. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Please take a second to check out the petition and donation links to help get justice for George Floyd in the description of this episode. We at Candidates preserve our no bias motto. However, we believe for fighting for justice for George is a non-political act. No matter what party you're from, you have a voice. Please use it for good. Again, thanks so much for listening. Our sources for today's episode are on theissues.org, Joe Biden's campaign website, the New York Times, the Planned Parenthood website, thenation.org, and reproductiverights.org.